Watch this. Welcome back to the Cookie Jar Golf Podcast. I am Tom Mills, and today I'm joined by Sam Williams. Hi, Tom. And Bruce Fitzpatrick. Howdy, friends. Hi, Bruce. Nice to be back in the biscuit mill, isn't it? Mm. The mill. Yeah, we've had a, a little bit of a time away from from Central, podding from live. HQ for a while. We're podding live. <laughs> this is the first time it's ever actually lived up to its name, the biscuit mill, because I'm pulling shortbread crackers out of my ass here. Um, <laughs> from... Um, mm. Jordan at Entourage Golf. I don't think we need to talk about this right now, do we? Um, well, uh, first of all, thank you to Jordan yeah. um, for for hosting up for hosting us up at Royal Aberdeen, and um, he sent us a little gift box which I put on the story, which was I think it was the Mega Box, which was designed for maybe twenty to thirty people. Mm. Um, I was really looking forward to having some of that. Actually, got around here today. I was really excited. Mm. A few little sweetie bars. Yeah, take you back to your sort of school days of the tuck shop. You've got to remember, I spent pretty much the first three months of the year on a shred. So when probably circa £100 worth of 10 pence bars arrived on my, on my doorstep, yeah. I was going to take them down. Mm. <laughs> there was going to be there was gonna be no thought. It was... Um, but a little insight fuel. into the diets of, uh, diet of a Scotsman, though, isn't it, really? Some of that... Some yeah, of there stuff. wasn't any fruit or veg. <laughs> no. There were some iron brew jelly babies, though, weren't there? Iron brew. Yeah, they're untouched. If you want those, they're untouched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really don't rate them, actually. I'm just full disclosure. Yeah, I think uh, the, the iron brew jelly baby, for me, the is Scots- just mixing two good things, and the, the, they're just not as good as the individual no, constituent parts. It's actually parts, three you know? good things, because it's iron brew millions jelly babies. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. And I don't know where the millions comes into the it. trap of too much. Well, we're going down a slight little rabbit oh, yeah. hole here, yeah. but we're going we're gonna to recap... We're going to talk about Jordan and Royal Aberdeen, Absolutely. aren't we? Absolutely, 100%. In the, in the, in the tour context, so... Um, so if we will give you the satellite view of this podcast. We are going to talk about the last leg of our Scotland trip, which was kindly sponsored by Wigolf Began, and we are going to just talk about the clubs that we played and the stories that happened on the trip and if you're not interested in any of that then you are free to just switch <laughs> off right now free to go yeah. and spend the <laughs> next hour more usefully tour takes or anything like having Laird Shepherd and seeing the insight into an amateur champion uh, it's going to be nothing like that it's going to be us just talking about world-class golf courses like and pure conjecture well the, the the itinerary is probably the starting point mm. isn't it so Previously, we've done a Highlands trip and we've done kind of a sort of a five trip, haven't yep. we, really? This one was a bit of a carryover from the things we didn't manage to cover off that we really wanted to. So, I mean, the driving was crazy. Scottish biblical. Yeah. yeah. And, and by the way, well-driven Bruce, I thought. Thanks, um, best driver in the jar. Mm, Thank you. Definitely. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you were both very good passengers. So, uh, uh, no, it was good. We kicked off probably 11 a.m. sharp, didn't we? We left here. Father's Day. On Father's Day. Um, yeah, tough, as tough you do. sell. <laughs> yeah, tough, yeah. tough sell. So well done to you two boys for managing to get that across the line. Um, and we had probably a good sort of nice five and a half hour drive, made it up to Presswick in good time. Um, had a very good sort of June evening, really, just before the longest day, in fact. So we got out, played um, 18 holes. Tom and I, we'd not played it before. So, And yeah, to be honest, I Sam, have. I mean, I know you said you played it before, but you weren't offering us loads in terms of I couldn't actually remember that guidance. much of it either. I mean, you need to kind of know where you're going, really, when you yeah. go around there, don't you? Mm. Um, but what an incredible 
start to the trip that was. Were like, you boys expecting it to be that good? I think no. I was expecting it to be. Mm. I wasn't expecting it to be a proper golf course, and I know that sounds very disrespectful, but I knew they had the Open, the first Open, they were the birthplace of the Open, and I knew they couldn't now hold an Open because A, it was too quirky, B, it wasn't big enough. So I was thinking it was going to be like this crisscrossy, pitch and putt, like 5,000 yards, but it's a proper, proper golf course. You know, I just thought it'd be a tiny bit muscle I suppose. Uh, in terms of as a golf course, yeah, you, you know. couldn't be further from the truth no. with that. Mm. No, yeah. it was, uh, it was, I was absolutely blown away by the place. And I think, I mean, it's just the quirkiest golf. It's I don't the quirkiest it golf course, but it's not trying yeah. to be quirky. Yeah. It's not, I think a lot of golf courses now, you know, do things to try and be cool or whatever. And, you know, like, this is just built the way it was built because of the topography and they just worked around it and it's just a sweet golf course. Yeah. And there's, there's plenty of, um, I don't want to say standard or like you, you kind of additional holes, but the fact that, yeah, you, you've got a real mixture in there hmm. and the start is really quirky. I mean, it's, it, it still rewards great shots. Hmm. You know, you have to really commit to, shots on a few of the holes like the tee shot on three is just so wacky mm. you, yeah that's crazy if you've, if you've not played it before Cardinal, you don't have the benefit of the caddy but but it's like you know uh it forces you into hitting sort of two long shots of a probably probably a similar length you probably need to hit a couple of a couple of four irons or yeah. yeah two irons or something like that in um and then yeah like i think were you saying sam that a lot of people think the middle stretch from maybe holes six seven eight through to the middle of the back nine maybe aren't quite as exciting i actually thought they're all still really really good strong yeah, golf holes think, as well i know that it, a lot more it's a lot more out in front of you and you don't have the same blind shots that you maybe do on the on the first few holes and the last few holes but like same as you tom i thought i was just blown away by how how fun it was to play but also it being a, a real challenge like it's a proper test of golf when we when we stayed with ducky a few days later out in east lothian he was telling me he was telling us wasn't he about a friend that he played with who for those that have been to prestwick you can tee off the 15th mm. very close to the clubhouse much like the yeah, first yeah. obviously you start from the first every time i've played it anyway which is not many um but he was saying they started off 15 now the course starts probably with four or five fairly crazy golf holes, finishes with four or five crazy golf holes. So he went out with, I think, with an American guy on 15. And after like, after they've played through to about the fourth or fifth, he's like, yeah, this place is nuts. It doesn't feel that way if you start off the first, Mm. because yeah, the first with the railway line, that's a really neat golf hole. I think it's, it's quirky, but it's still a really good golf hole. Um, it's kind of like a more cramped version of Woking 4, perhaps. You know what I mean? It's it, it's not a million miles off that sort of scene. Third, par five, great golf hole. Himalayas, par three, the fifth. You know, again, iconic over those sleepers. But then you get a nice little respite where you get into, like you say, I think more traditional golf holes. Mm. Um, it was quite nice uh, for all the tours we've done together now, chaps. I think, you know, we finished the seven or eight hour drive or five hour drive, whatever it is. And I'm always the guy that, you know, flares it into the sea for the first tee shot of the day and have to look around, have to look around at you two boys and going, I've been in the car for five. I, like, I can hit another ball. car. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah. to not have that and have actually to watch, watch Sam squirm, squirm after the first tee shot. Five, five went straight into the... My, into my the, foot's the, playing out. Uh, my, no, that was, that was Monday. That was Monday. <laughs> that was Monday. <laughs> I went out of chronic case of gout. But that, um, yeah. 
But that tee shot on the first at Prestwick, you, for those of you who haven't played it, it's all the way down the right is just the railway line. And it's basically saying, can you not slice a ball? Yeah. Would you say the railway line's fearlessly incorporated or? And it was, it was incorporated <laughs> yeah. uh, boldly, some would say. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's a great hole and uh, you get three is another great hole. And then it's just an absolute fabulous golf course. And we can't obviously not talk about the back sort of few holes and get to. Remember what the 15th's called? Yeah, so I... <laughs> this is observation of the tour for me. Well, yeah. So the context being that, as Tom was saying, I, you and I both expected it, it to be a fairly um, innocuous kind of test of golf, very wide open, quirky, just short and, and just fun to play. And obviously, you know, nothing could be further from the truth. It is actually quite a stern test, certainly through those first few holes. And I'm thinking, going around, yeah, this place is absolutely nails. And we get to the 15th hole and you see the name of the hole is narrow. And you're just thinking, right, <laughs> okay. <laughs> the course is not wide open by any stretch. And if, if this is supposed to be a narrow golf hole, and sure enough, like... There is uh, nowhere, is yeah, there? Yeah, there's, really, there's not really much to aim at off that, no um, off that tee box. It's got to be a 10-yard fairway. Oh, it can't be yeah, much more Yeah, maybe if you can kind of use some of the undulations or the slopes just to feed the ball back in, but it is not... Um... I think a member would know where to play, wouldn't they? But mm. if you've played it a few times, play. it is... I mean, it's 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 too much almost. There's nothing to aim at. What was your guy's narrow, take on... Didn't narrow have like the most ridiculous green? Yeah, that was another one. It was pitched up on about sort of 15%, yeah. wasn't it? So you've got front the narrowest left, yeah. front left in history right. and probably the steepest green in history yeah. greens are great as well aren't they i mean they obviously Fabulous. can't have them that quick what was your boys take on 17 amazing obviously yeah, the oldest hole in championship golf yeah. alps mm. good amazing. hole today still yeah yeah i mean you've got to hit Hard a hole. really good tee shot to find the fairway and have uh, you know if you go if you start going off the beaten track there it's just you, pr you probably will find your ball but the lie you need a really really good lie um to hit that green with your second shot and yeah, it's uh, it's just dramatic, isn't it? You know, coming at that stage in the round, if you if you play it as you say, Sam, if you play it in a normal order, you play the first, you play from the first out. It's like yeah, if if you've got a match or something else riding on it um, at that stage in the round, it's a brilliant hole to. You know, I just think get interesting. taking four there in, you know, 1800s with hickory equipment, bearing in mind the Sahara bunker. So when you play over that dune on 17, again, if you haven't played Prestwick, it's sort of, you play up over a blind dune, don't yeah. you? You've got absolutely no idea where you're going. And it's kind of like a false front. There's probably another 40, 50 yards beyond that where it dips down, huge kind of sleeper face bunker called Sahara bunker in there. And yeah, I mean... Hickory equipment, 150 years ago. I'm not backing my ball striking to hold up under that. No way. Making four. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. incredible. The green You've got to absolutely slot one, haven't you, down, that, yeah. down, the, down the fairway. Um, but there's just so many holes there. And actually, we haven't even touched on it yet, but the history of the place and the clubhouse mm. is, you know. Out this world. Yeah, equals, if not maybe exceeds the, the standard of the golf course, which is saying something. Um, and yeah, spending some time with... With Andrew Lockhead and uh, Ken Goodwin, the secretary, he was brilliant because they were so knowledgeable about and so passionate about the club that, you know, they obviously look after. And um, yeah, it was just a brilliant, brilliant way to kick off the tour, wasn't it? It's really interesting because we, we, we've just obviously on this trip done Nairn as well and they've got the the archive room and, and you go in and we've been to see this, this incredible archive room at Nairn and everyone said, you know, that's cool, but you wait till you get to Presswick. 
And I was like, okay. So I was expecting this like archive room and you go in and it's just, it's just like a bank vault. Yeah. It's just a bank vault. Like pretty much this huge safe. And they're like, oh no, we don't do anything in here. They just get the stuff out of the safe and bring it to you. And then they bring down, cause it's all paper-based stuff. All the history is paper-based. So they've got, they have digitized quite a bit of it, I think, but yeah. yeah. Seeing the paper copies, as you say, is, is yeah. Bringing out the, the first, you know, the, the scorecard that, you know, Willie Park won with the first open and the first hole in one from young Tommy Morris. It's incredible. It's just, incredible stuff. It's amazing stuff. Like, seeing the way they used to score as well. Yeah. yeah. By yeah using, the and the so Cause they used to have someone that followed them round as a scorer. So they would just be marking down yeah. kind of like kind of cricket runs, like a scorer would mark in a cricket game. Yeah. Like that, and you're like, what? Well, there was no concept of par back then either. So when we're talking about the original 12-hole layout, because, I mean, this will all hopefully be, be um, kind of well-documented in the, in the film we do on Prestwick, but the story of Prestwick is, is really, like, so deeply intertwined with the story of the Open Championship in that the first 12 Opens, is it maybe more than that, are held at Prestwick added to which old Tom Morris is the one who really lays out the course there. So, you know, he has a huge impact on, on the development of Prestwick and the original 12 holes that he laid out was obviously a much shorter course. And the first hole was 578 yards and they didn't have any concept of par back then. Yeah. But I think the story is that young Tom Morris had a three. He had a three, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, He made a three. It was, it was, I think it was like 600, wasn't it? Five, seven, eight, something like that. Made a three. With a feathery ball, which probably would have gone under 200 yards. Yeah, you know, it was like when he hit his best shot. Sort of albatross, he'd probably hold out from north of 150 yards. It'd be there. like holding out for three on a 900 yard par five today, wouldn't it? For it's a professional golfer, probably. Roughly. Like, you yeah, get the impression slot three drives and and, and the third one goes yeah. in. I mean, it's, <laughs> you get the impression Tommy Morris was a good Joseph conjecture. <laughs> well, we I think we put the thing up on. Um, I know we're going on quite a bit here about Prestwick, but we we put the scores up that 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 hole in one scorecard on social media the other day someone came back and was like yeah he's i mean he's beaten him by something like 22 shots but that's over a 36 hole span so that would be equivalent to 44 shots in a 72 hole play but then someone said well actually there was only i think 10 or 12 people yeah. playing yeah so someone said well if you if you account for the fact that it's saying 10 percent of the size of the field the 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 gap still comes down to a crazy number i mean yeah. it's kind of it's pretty much like Tiger Woods at Pebble Beach in 2000 plus, you know, kind of Tiger Woods shots. in 2019 as well. It's that kind of that. <laughs> plus level. Rory at it's, it's, it's that miraculous all blown all, yeah. all together. Um, Tell you what was quite cool about Presswick as well, though, is they had on the scorecards, they had the par and the bogey. Yeah. And nice they, weren't, they so, weren't necessarily one above the par, like some some bogey scores were won over mm, and some yeah. were what it should be. It was quite cool. So yeah, that's what, yeah, I don't know when par was brought in, but it, as you say, they have got par on some of the scorecards there. So it, yeah, I guess. And a bogey scorecard as well though, yeah, that you can play to. That's cool. Yeah. So you, that's where you play, essentially match play against the, against the course mm. itself. Yeah, very cool. Very, I mean, cool. just just moving away from Prestwick ever so slightly. We obviously stayed over in Troon on the Sunday night. I don't know whether... Why is it obvious that we stayed in Troon? Well, I suppose it's not obvious we stayed in Troon. It's just it, obviously we stayed in Scotland and we yeah. happened to stay in Troon. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know what the, the play was on sort of 2.30 finish watching the US Open, but that was that, really, yeah. that really set me back a few days. Yeah, I, I did not feel I was good. very sleepy for the rest of, the, rest yeah. of, the rest of Monday. Mm. Yeah, we, I, we, I mean, that's the only, yeah. 
I was quite annoyed myself when I've chunked a five iron about a hundred yards off the first tee at Prestwick the next morning. Then I was like, yeah, to be fair, I've just driven five and a half hours, gone to bed at 2.30 a.m. and got up at half five. Had or a curry at midnight. Yeah. yeah, just, yeah, yeah and a few scoops as well. So, um, but it was a nice throwback to the old tours that we, uh, tried to get some food after finishing uh, mm. finishing and just basically just being told yeah. no. So I love the nice. risk of being away and knowing that you pretty much might not get hold of dinner that night. And but again, it's almost that, against that chicken though, isn't it? It's like <laughs> we, we all, the three of us, we all want to be known with one another as being like the most hardcore sort of golf obsessed but also wanting to get good content and it's like the first person who mentions food is almost seen as the weak person so it's I, mean, always you I feel, as well. I feel like it no is. one mentions well yeah it gets to a point where it's like okay lads it's 10 a it's 10 p.m we should probably think about getting some dinner now and bruce yeah. is a hangry little monkey it is wow. right though it is like chicken with a dinner because we're just like playing golf playing ball yeah so then we did the same thing on monday because we played prestwick um I was suffering with gout. I tapped it round, round Prestwick and managed to actually played play, well, yeah. played all right, to be fair. We've worked out you play better when you pat the ball around. Yeah, I did really tap it around there, to be fair. But then we drove up to North Berwick, thought, right, let's just get ourselves set. Let's have a bit of dinner. Let's maybe go out and drone the course a little bit. Don't need to play that. Maybe even walk a few. Yeah. Get in the car for half an hour. I think we can probably get 18 in tonight. <laughs> right, sod this. Dinner plans, forget it. We'll, we'll eat on the fly. Let's get to North Berwick. And that was stop two. Yeah. Um, You've done North Berwick. We hadn't, had we? Yeah. I and I North guess Berwick. I guess it was a bit of a rush, wasn't it? We did, how many holes did we do? So we played out to eight. And then am I right in thinking we caught 12 back in? Didn't 13. We? Uh, no, 12, 12 in. 12, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, maybe yeah. we missed out eight, nine, 10, 11, did we? Um, we yeah. missed out the par five, basically, from the par five through till yeah, 12. Yeah, it was 12. It was 12, yeah. Um, and played in. Uh, got some good drone footage. What were your impressions, I felt it, the experience of playing North Berwick felt different that that first night than it did the second day. Right. Because there weren't so many people on the course. We so, were basically yeah. the last people out on the yeah, first. Yeah, so we went off at 7pm, getting proper kind of twilight golf in. Um, the next morning, I've forgotten, well, I think we teed off at about 8.30. Eight. Yeah. No, no, eight, no, no, eight, 10 to 8. Yeah, so we're still out quite early. But when you're coming back and everyone else is going in, and again, if you haven't played North Berwick, you know, like a lot of classic links courses out and back, you know, shared fairways or sort of, you know, you're in close proximity to a lot of groups. It felt a little bit like playing in Dunkirk. Mm. I felt in the second day, whereas that evening felt like it was just Pretty very peaceful. And, mm. I mean, the course is insane. Like that goes really back to the point, point about Prestwick, though, really. I think in the reason we enjoyed that so much, both on the Sunday evening and the Monday morning when we played it, is because we were like the only ones there, really. And there's definitely, I know maybe it sounds a bit snooty, but it is just, for me at least, and I think you guys would agree, it's just nicer, isn't it, when you play a course at a kind of feel a bit more relaxed and you're not sort of sandwiched between groups and there's nowhere to go well, which it felt like at North Berwick didn't yeah. it on that Tuesday morning and when you're trying to film like I think we've got good now at doing it on the fly yeah. um, but still it does take a little bit longer you yeah. know we, we, we tend to keep up with a group in front but it's when you when you're getting people behind you um, and you can see them waiting on the tee but they weren't necessarily waiting because we were being slow because we were having to wait as well yeah um, it just puts a lot of pressure. You just feel like you can't suddenly, you know, take your time and on your shots or take your time on, on the filming because... And just amble you just feel for like a you need to yeah. smash ball up there. Because the Scots, one thing they like to do is play quickly, isn't it? And, uh, mm. and you just feel like you're in everybody's, in everybody's way. And the Slothian way does get a bit much, I think. I think that, no, you notice that more than anywhere else in Scotland is the East Lothian pace of play. Well, I think they just have a lot of people there that play golf. Yeah. That's yeah. probably what it is, yeah. right. 
Um, but I mean, in terms of North Berwick as a place, your verdict on the course? Well, I speak, I'm just going to touch on your Dunkirk point. I mean, there's the, the 14th hole, which is called perfection. And if you're not perfect, you almost decapitate the person on the sixth, that par three. Because if you push it a little bit, it basically lands. It's the, the driving line and the distance is perfectly just you are plumb on the heads of whoever's on the sixth yeah. green or whatever it is, that par three. Is it the fifth or sixth or something like that? And honestly, the amount of like that little crossover bit there is quite quite interesting. And I think you need to be, if you play there a lot, and even if you don't play there a lot, if you go there, you need to be understanding that you are likely to murder someone and someone is or likely murder to yourself, murder you. Yeah, fair, or yeah. someone's likely to oh, murder we've you. we've got to talk about this. We've got to talk about this. So, so what, third yeah. hole at North Would you call it suicide or like self-imposed <laughs> homicide? Right, third hole at North Berwick, set the scene. It's about a 440-yard par four-ish. Bit more, bit more. Bruce wants to go more. Um, it's it's downwind, 30 mile an hour downwind, would you say? Okay, Fairways no, are rock that's hard. That's just absolutely not true, is it? Right. Okay, it, it's it's definitely, the, the wind's on your back. Sorry, Bruce wants to, to pick this up. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell the story. It's 480 yards. <laughs> Bruce is it like rescue off the tee, into the wind. Okay, no, but look, I either come out of it as as uh, someone who's not very good at course management or or someone who just got You've an unlucky bounce. You've hit a good three words, but it's got a good bounce down. Yeah. Okay, and we the, need to reset this because we've just... We've the, just yeah, so hang on. The third the hole at North Berwick, long par four, two thirds of the way up, there is a, you know, a, a wall that's been there for a good length of time. You know, hundreds and hundreds of years. Bruce is probably, I would say eight feet back from this wall the wall is probably no more than three feet high roughly um and you're on a bit of an upslope but you can tell by looking at the ball it's like a pan hard bit of ground like it's you've got to strike this thing 100 percent, or you're going to be in trouble and you've started waving away with like a well you're going in with wedge now yeah so i thought it's fairly straightforward to clear this wall when you guys are after the fact, we or even whisp- even, we even even as I was like lining it up, I probably had one sixty and or whatever. You did have one sixty, yeah, something like that. Um, and you guys were like, "Are you sure you're going to take this on?" I was like, "Yeah, you know, it's no issue." Me and Sam were whispering, "Like, now the firmest, the, 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 the I would have backed my no. ball striker." Well, enough. you wouldn't. Like, well, yeah, well, you could. You should have told me before. But <laughs> 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 I probably, I probably would have cracked on anyway. To be fair. Yeah, the, the the turf was really firm. I mean, Prestwick, I keep mentioning Prestwick, but that, that it was interesting actually going from the wet coast or the west coast, like whatever, over to North Berwick. And yeah, the, the, the turf is really firm. There was a family about 50 yards away ambling down with a wheelbarrow and making some noise on the way to the beach, whatever, having a great time, which was brilliant. And <laughs> I've just... I've just not made a good swing at this wedge, to be completely honest. Yeah. Sort of lurched, lurched at it from three quarters away. I should have backed off. And I, I must just, step in. He has knifed this yeah. wedge into the wall. It's, he, I mean, we all know Bruce hits a good ball. The, the, the coefficient of restitution of this wall was probably 1.0. It came back the speed that he hit it. Yeah. And it must have been going about 130 miles an hour and yeah, could have missed your face by about three inches. I so mean, good. I was I was a little bit rattled. I mean, I, yeah. I then I then had 230 yards in for my third shot. Which <laughs> kind of tell, tells you all you need to know. Um, but yeah, I mean, high drama, high drama. Not not made easier to be honest when Sam about <laughs> two seconds later gets the camera out and says, "So how do you feel about that one? Then do you want to give us some remarks for the tour film? Can we get can we have a look at your whoop on your on your heart rate?" 
At which point, I'm, like, I'm ne- off tour now. Yeah. I'm off tour. Yeah. At which point, I nearly went. And, um, yeah, I nearly ran away. But uh, well, you did run. I had to run back down the fairway. Yeah, <laughs> eighty yeah. yards. But that was a, that was a nice dramatic introduction to um, East Lothian again. I tell yeah. you what, the, the proof is in the pudding, though. Faced with that shot again, maybe you know four, five, six yards off a three-foot wall, you back in the ball strike. Yeah, no, I do. It. I would do it again. I always, I must admit, when I'm close to trees and things like that on a golf course, I'm very aware of it. Like, really? yeah, yeah, it gets in your head and you're more likely to hit a bad yeah. shot. I mean, a nice score is good, but my teeth is, is yeah. better. I'd have, no, I'd have done it again. I would have just let that family just come by. through. Just and... you go ahead and get yourself to the beach, have a mm. great evening, and don't laugh at me when I nearly decapitate myself as I, as I, well, <laughs> cool. as I did that always. time. But so. it's... Think, think, North Berwick overhyped or do you think because uh, we talked about this a little bit with Jordan do you think it's mm. um, it's great fun isn't it I mean it yeah. is really really good fun as a course as a test I don't know if I'd want to play a lot of competitive golf around there really it's just quite a nice fun place to go and play with your friends and have a nice chat and a nice social round of golf and not really worry about the score I think. Well, it's interesting. You've asked if it's overhyped, so you must have an opinion on this. Don't. I think it was obviously some murmurings, wasn't it, when we were in the car? But I, I think I, I, th- I can't remember if I mentioned when we were chatting to Jordan, and we, you know, we've got a podcast with him that'll go out as well at some point. But I remember my I remember my dad playing North Berwick when I was like ten or eleven, and him coming back and saying it was just absolutely incredible. But the thing I've got to remember is that that's. 25 years ago there would have been no social media there was no reference point of go and check it out on youtube go and look at it on on facebook or whatever and now i feel like when i played north berwick i'd already seen it it was like do you know what i mean like there was no surprise there so i knew 13 was like yeah this is the pit this is the one with the stone wall and then you get up to the green you're like that's mega cool but I've seen it. And yeah. then you go to 15, you're like, this is the Redan. I've seen a lot of this. Mm. You get to 16. Oh, this is the, yeah. this is the funky beer. It's green. I've seen this. It's almost, it's almost a bit like Sweetens. Like it can yeah. never now live up to the amount of hype that it's had. Like everyone says it's so good. Like this, this is just the most incredible place. You've got to go there. And you're like, once you expect, we talk about this a lot on this podcast. Once your ex- expectation levels are that high, like it has to be, unreal to, to yeah, meet yeah. what you imagine well there is another be. course later in the series we're going to talk about where you guys had high expectations going in and, and I, think it's, I, I no, think it's an interesting and North Eric did deliver yeah. but don't forget you'd, it gets put on an enormous pedestal before you get there and it is literally a site of worship I mean we're there Tom Doak was over he played that afternoon mm. we were there with um you know, some of the guys in his firm, I think. And, you know, you can tell this yeah, is on a the play same of, day. Rowan Rafty was there. Rowan Rafty, obviously got to see him on the, on the tee. And, and so it's a site of study for these guys. Katrina it's Matthew really, plays a golf there. You know, it's, it's, yeah. awesome. it's not, it's, it's a seriously good place. I just think I'd have rather have played it and not seen pictures of it because I think my feeling and my takeaway would have been different. And I mm. think in some respects, it just felt like a bit of a, yeah, I'd be interested to see what you think when you go back because I obviously played it a few years ago and I think the first time you play it you're like wow this is so unique there really aren't many courses that are just this sort of crazy and wacky and fun and just very like organic I guess is maybe the best word you know it's just been laid out there's not really been that much thought it's been very kind of gradual almost piecemeal spurts of of um, development there encroachment and and then yeah going back a few years later it's almost like well you, 
you know, once you've seen it once, I don't know if there's quite as much enjoyment there. I don't know if you, if, if you maybe get the same uh, enjoyment and you kind of learn more and more things about the course and how to play it as you get at other places. I feel like there's, mm. a, there's some other courses you go back to and you just figure out a new little in- intricacy to it or a nice feature to it each time you go back. I yeah. don't know whether for I me, would, North I wouldn't Berwick, say it was nuanced. Yeah. I suppose what you're saying, some, you know, it's, it's all like it hits you in the face. It's Maximalism, that. isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But it, it's, I mean, there's no getting around the fact it's an absolutely great golf course. If you get a chance to play it, like in a heartbeat, play. would I play? Yeah. No, no question. And if you're in East Lothian and you get the opportunity, like you grab it in a minute. In a minute, I'm quite sure. And and I'll tell you what, also awesome playing with Andy. I know we talked about it previously. Mm. That was great. I'd have loved to play a bit better for him as his partner. Um, and Ducky as well. Him coming out and watching yeah. him hit a few hickories around. In the old stuff. Tom Clobber as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, brilliant. He's such a showman, isn't he? I know mm. he's probably listened to this podcast now, but he's such a showman. Comes out with the, the cigar, just for the plus fours. We should never have gotten that bloody Mackenzie bag as well. Now he looks like the full ticket, doesn't he? Brilliant. But uh, but yeah, it was cool. But and from, then um, yeah, from North Berwick, it was another, another three hours. monster journey. Just a short three and a half hours up to Cruden Bay, Cruden yep. Bay, where we um, we met Les Les, Les Derno. Uh, he gave us a very very warm welcome. We sat, had a nice bit of. Uh, well, yeah, probably the the earliest meal we had of the trip, which was much needed at the reasonable hour of 8 p.m., um, <laughs> had some dinner um, looking out across the course there and got some drone footage. And, I mean, yeah, Cruden Bay, somewhere that now, none of us had played. And, again, I think you probably put it in that Prestwick, North Berwick mm. kind of bracket of very, very um, – known, known for being very, very quirky and a, and a bucket list course for a lot of people. Um, I'd say probably the most impressive – clubhouse view yeah. where you look out and you can see the bowl of the pretty much 60% of the golf course. Wow. Well, see the dunes, can't yeah. you? And you're like, very sort of, I mean, shit. I'm not playing Ireland, but I've seen a lot of, you know, Irish golf courses and scenes on TV and stuff like that. And it, it reminds me of Irish links, you know, those, yeah. those grand scale, huge. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to sleep the night before. I was so excited about Cruden Bay. And I think, you know, those three courses, everyone says, oh, crikey, yeah, I mean, quirky in Scotland. You've got Prestwick, North Berwick, Cruden Bay. They are kind of named in that sense. And I suppose it's probably worth, we played Royal Aberdeen the next morning, but I think for continuity's sake on the pod, we should talk about Cruden Bay a little bit here and, yeah. and how, we, how, we, how we enjoyed that. And I thought, you know, for me, North Berwick, Cruden Bay going in with the, with the top bucket list courses. Um, really keen to play them i thought the opening stretch at cruden bay was first class yeah like i mean the holes like three four five were just next level um things like the bathtub green on 14 um you know you didn't really like cool six, golf did you so much i didn't rate it as a lot but i'm clearly i'm clearly the outlier a lot of people think that's a great golf hole. tom simpson says his favorite golf yeah hole. tom simpson thinks it's one of his favorite golf holes i i didn't it's a different animal with Very modern odd. equipment. I, th- I thought that was a bit tricked up, um, six, if I'm honest. But it's I mean, a big, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a relatively, well, it's a par five. I'd say it's a medium length par five with a big burn in front, but you can't see A, the burn or B, the green. So it's... You hit drive a wedge, wedge. That's the way to play it. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, but like, you can, like, with modern equipment, I think it becomes less uh, relevant because you can, you can hit drive a think you hit driver seven iron eight yeah um, not a good one but yeah eight. what was your yeah. talk on what was your take on Cruden Bay um I mean it's 
it's breathtaking. Well, the the first hole is a really nice little opener. The second hole, you've got this. It's 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 weird because like Andy Johnson, the fried egg, you know, talks about volcano greens and things, and he mentions Dornock's second. Uh, and there's a few other, you know, volcano greens. I haven't seen anything as volcano as Cruden Bay's <laughs> second. I mean, you playing. It's a really short par four. It's 340 or 50 something like that. But the green is like 20 yards above you. So it's like driver. And then like, how, how good are you? Get with it a six iron wedge. I mean, driver's yeah. the wrong stick, really. You mm. almost have to think about yeah, it's, giving it's yourself the great, best yardage in, don't you? It's great green. And it's just, you know, can you from anywhere between 160 yards, can you stop it on this shelf? That's brilliant. And then got blind par four, third, great. The par three, fourth is made a mockery of me. Yeah, you um, didn't enjoy that, did you? Well, Les, right, if you're listening, a um, couple of tips. If you're going to caddy for someone, don't tell them a shot they can't do, one. Two, don't laugh when they don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> None of it was your issue. So you tried putting, didn't you, from the front So it's another raised green with a really, really big drop-off at the front, but it's a par three, so you should hit it. Long par three, but you should hit it. But I've come, I've fell a cropper and come short, and I've balls drifted down to maybe about 30 yards shy of the green but again it's a raised green so severe upslope you're yeah, almost so going about 90 10, degrees straight yeah, up i'm putting up a huge hill and uh, i've gone in a little divot first time and les is who's walked us around the course and said oh, I'll, I'll show you you know where to go you've but got a wedge out haven't you you have a wedge out in your hand with a little with a little wedge i'm happy with that i know i'll get on the surface and two putt at worst so les gives it there no 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 put that away putt it putting all day now, I've just taken 40 putts in a medal. Like, putting's not my thing right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I just watched this ball go up and down for four or five shots. I mean, the mistake's decided. on you there for listening to him and just not actually not going tell, and not, so and not, not sticking tell wedge on. Someone who's, who's, who's given, you know, giving you the, all the, the best advice and the kindness of heart to go do one while yeah. you take if your wedge out and you've grasp got one in time. If inland golf is your thing, you're not going to have that many opportunities to practice a sort of 40-yard putt. Are no, you? Up, so, up a 10-yard you know, slope. Yeah, up a real, real slope. And that, I mean, am I being hypercritical here? But... I feel with Crude Bay, there's a lot of that early stretch where it's like false fronts. You know, if you're, if you're short, you just, it's the same thing over and over. It's like, you can't be short. You can't be short. Otherwise it's coming back to your feet every time. Yeah. But um, I think what it does give you is you can be long. Yeah. I think nearly everywhere you, you can be long. Um, and that's, that's, that's on you. That's on me. You know, like the course tells you that you can see it from, apart from the second, you can't be long there, but the other ones you can, you know, you can go along mm. it and it's not the end of the world. I've just misclubbed a lot and got punished a lot. But um it's yeah. a fabulous golf course. And yeah. you get up on the the top of the the ninth. I mean that That view is that walk amazing. nearly broke Bruce in half between the eighth and the ninth. Well you're uh, off yeah. tour there. Look, I mean <laughs> off off tour. Probably an apt description. Um yeah, I mean, we'd, we'd played Royal Aberdeen early that morning. Again, we're probably racking up a serious sleep debt by this point <laughs> and you I'll admit you know I'm, I'm nowhere near the man you guys are when when it comes to dealing with very very few hours of sleep you guys are hardened fathers who are good at getting by on sort of three three four hours and at this point yeah I was just flagging hard walking up a you know a 80, it's a 80, degree, up, 80 degree up slope yeah, for yeah. five minutes and I just got to the top and just yeah 
sat down for five minutes or so. Amazing place to sit down because the views up there are incredible. incredible. Um, and then kind of just gathered myself before playing the back nine, but um, or well, the back ten holes. It's it's quite a tricky one, isn't it? Because there's uh, those three courses we've talked about are all quirky, but they're all world top one hundred. I mean, yeah. they all are. You know, depending on panels and stuff, they're anything between forty and seventy in the world. Like we are. Yeah incredibly lucky to be playing yeah, those courses and, and enjoying that it, it's absolutely fabulous you know if, if we had to kind of impart some review around it my honest take would be there's probably a few weaker holes at cruden bay than i had maybe thought there's probably a few where i thought mm. Mm, they're a little weaker actually they're not they're not all yeah. knockout holes but i think it proves the point that you don't need to have no. knockout hole mm. knockout holes on every single part of the course for it to be great. And I think where it lacked a few of those, it more than made up for in terms of the feeling you get there. I, I want to say kind of like a broader feeling at Cruden yeah. Bay. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. real community feeling, the fact that you feel so welcome, the fact that it is a proper community golf club. You just, you, you drive away and you're like, mm, I'm a bit sad I'm driving away. And you don't get that feeling at other places. Kind on, of like the member for a day feeling. Yeah, actually. I think you, so. You get at, at Whereas Bay. on just a straight 18 hole analysis, I'd probably say North Berwick's got more stuff to engage you throughout the course. And I'd probably say Prestwick is the strongest course in terms of, you know, challenging the medal player. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think there's, so, you know, you really are trying to split hairs with these things. Mm. Yeah, with Croom Bay, there were more holes there. I, I agree with what you're saying there. But we were, there, were, there were, yeah, there are a few holes at Cruden Bay, which were, I think you described it rightly, saying knockout holes where you just get to the team, you're just like, oh my God. You know, you're not really thinking about playing the hole for a few seconds you're just taking in the scenery and the you know how amazing it all looks but there are a few sort of weaker ones as well that you maybe don't get at, at a place like Prestwick or, an, or a North Berwick um but the the feeling that you you like that warm kind of welcoming feeling you get going to Cruden Bay was uh was really really nice you know that you couldn't have been made to feel more welcome by Les and um Andy, the captain, I think we met as well. Yeah. Just everyone um, you met was just so welcoming, yeah. so nice. It's like, it's not even a joke. Yeah. Like, they were just such nice people who I, couldn't... I, I, yeah. Hang on, hang on. We they get were, everywhere we go. They were nice until you try to take on the hill. Well, I was just about to say, parting wisdom would be don't walk up the embankment. Or down. <laughs> or down it. <laughs> certainly, certainly not it's, in Chelsea it's, boots either. It's a, steep, it's a steep hill going down to the old clubhouse where they've now like trying to, in the process of setting up a nice little museum and they've got, they've put this really nice little walkway, but the walkway does a bit of a detour from where you'd, you know, mm. it's not. We wanted to go route the one, didn't we? Yeah. And Sam's gone route one up this hill with his Chelsea boots Tom, on. Tom, I'll race you. What, are you 12 years old? <laughs> And he couldn't make it leather up the hill. Leather soles are not forgiving. Yeah. Couldn't get up the hill. <laughs> On the festuco in the leather soles, it was doing none I'm there of thinking, it. I'm there thinking. So he's there struggling. Like yeah. He's like wearing what? ski boots trying to get up this hill. Let and Les do. walks out and goes... What are you doing? We've just put this bathroom grand on that. What are you doing? Well, Les was absolutely incandescent. I'm. I was, look, so I was looking at it. I was looking at it, thinking this bloke was complaining he had gout yesterday <laughs> on his foot, and he couldn't like. He was, that, that's why his golf wasn't up to the standard he wanted. What's going on here? <laughs> no, I was, I was absolutely firing at it yeah. when, when I was Cruise injured. Break. Stick to the paths. Gout had gone. Yeah, definitely stick on the paths. Um, other things on Cruden Bay. Very cool story which uh, hopefully we do a good job yeah. of, of uh, conveying in the film, but like really cool story in terms of how it was founded and like mm. just some of the people who passed through there and, and just the little, yeah, twist of fate that 
that kind of le- have led to the course being what it is today and the, and the club, mm. um, you know, ending up in the position it but is we'll, in. So, we'll save all that. But we'll save the, all uh, that. And a special shout out to Ian Devonish as well, putting us up. Yeah. Um, Cruden Bay Hotel. Cruden Bay. Cruden Bay Bed and Breakfast. Cruden Bay Bed and Breakfast. And we're through in our bonus round number one of the tour. Well, Jordan. Royal, Royal Aberdeen. Aberdeen. So... Um, did a pod first and foremost which we will uh, yeah Jordan's been a good friend of the pod hasn't he with us for for some time so Entourage Golf I think we've mentioned him a couple of times now Um, yeah thanks for the sweeties that me and Bruce saw none of Um, I love them country member there said look you know you guys are up there I'll come up why don't we play a round at Royal Aberdeen and I'm like yeah I've never played it you've never played it Tom you I played it in a uni in match years and years ago, yeah, where it was just like get your sort of chin in your chest and just kind of walk forward and just try and survive, basically. So it was nice to see it. In and a, whenever a you day. read a description that yeah. constantly keeps telling you how good the front nine is, mm. you feel like you're going to play a nine-hole golf course, don't you? You feel like yeah. you're going to get to nine and then it's like, I might as well walk in now. Fade out, you fade mm. away. Which yeah. was absolutely bogus. I didn't buy no, into any of that. Yeah, 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 back nine was brilliant. Uh, Royal Aberdeen was brilliant. The closing stretch on the back nine, like 16, 17. Yeah. And the front nine through the Dunescape, I, I thought it was going to be a much more sedate version of a, mm. of a Lynx course. We'd played three sort of like sensory overloads for, for a few days. And I thought, this is going to be quite, quite tame. And it was, I think it was, overload, yeah. it was, no, yeah. you know what I mean? Though North Berwick is sensory overload, yeah, it isn't is it? As yeah, a golf yeah, course. Yeah, um, that could probably go into a narration, actually. So that's possible. Um, not, not going down that superlative route. <laughs> but yeah, um, Royal Aberdeen, class place, clubhouse, so good. Yeah, yeah. so good. Mm. Bit, la- bit Richie Ramsey overload though, isn't it? Richie's Richie's up on the walls. Nice he's up, big painting. He's up in the toilet. He's everywhere. Oh, he's everywhere <laughs> there. He's everywhere. And you've got a bit of Paul Laurie there as well, but it's mainly Richie. Bit of Walker Cup stuff, because obviously they played the Walker Cup there. Played the Scottish um, Open there as well. It's got US well. Am stuff. Yeah. Um, they, didn't, they didn't play the US Amateur there. Um, no, no, but, but his US Amateur stuff is on there. Yeah, no, and you, <laughs> I mean, a little highlight from that round, it's got to be your three on... Eagle, yeah. Yeah, that was nice. six. I don't... I, I'm going to put it out there. I'm not as good at, at golf as these two, and I don't get as many Eagles, and I'm nowhere near as cool as I should be when I do get Eagles, because I, like, <laughs> I was, like, shouting about it for the next sort of two hours. Um, but no, that was nice. Eagle in... Eagle in the whatever the six par five six whatever it was that was and Jordan off nine was sneaky good with a one iron in his hand one iron was he's the only man I know that carries a one iron yeah him and Thor that's it yeah Thor's hammer yeah but he was uh, no what a nice friendly match Um, yeah that's disappointing so me and Mills were. I mean, we were going good, weren't we? I think we three or four up at one point. Yeah, four, 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 up, four, up, four up through eight. It was like watching we barely the, dropped a like shot the amateur on the front again. nine. I think yeah. I've got to be no more than one or two over on the front nine. You're no more than one or two over on the front nine. We're, you know, we're really playing pretty solid. You're, you've had a few bad holes. Oh yeah, I was. We've had a few badly. putts go in. <laughs> Bruce was somewhere between Nagbeater and Ulnar. Yeah. It got to that point Fine in the match where genuinely on the front nine, I thought, oh, we don't want to completely destroy Jordan on his home track here. Maybe, you know, hopefully Bruce, Bruce rolls a few birdies in and we make a close game of it. And then all of a sudden, yeah, got into gear. They were, the chokehold came in. Mm. Yeah, it was a well, slow death, wasn't you it? You and me were <laughs> just spraying it everywhere. We dovetailed uh, particularly badly. So we, we, both, we both gave them holes <laughs> um, before we'd stepped off the tee box, which was quite nice. Um, but no, it was a pathetic, pathetic run home from us. We did like the golf course on the way home, but the golf was awful. 
stuff. It's just funny how that happens, though, isn't it? You know, you can... I, I, my start there, like, that's as, as poorly as I can remember playing in a long, long time, and you just feel like, how are you going to keep the ball in play? And then it sort of turns around and goes the absolute other extreme on the back nine. But and almost the kind of reverse happened with you guys, strangely. You know, playing really, really steady golf. I think there was quite a bit just, on the trip funny fairly polarising yeah. golf. Whereas when yeah. we do on, on, on other tours, the golf steady. seems to feel pretty steady in terms yeah. of an ability. Whereas, you know, I think all of us can say pretty confidently here, I, I've pl- I'd played nine and 18 holes where I probably wouldn't have broken 90 in continuous stretch. And I've had other and nine, 18 holes of just level pass stuff, yeah, which yeah. was, I Very don't know, strange. maybe the golf was genuinely that changeable or maybe the conditions and playing those types of tracks means it's yeah. wide open. But, we, we, we've all played good, good and bad golf, but I'm really conscious that we've tried to be a pod that stays around the 30 minute mark and we are waxing lyrical. So well, we've, got, we'll, we've got to talk about Kings Barnes. We've got one more to go. Yeah. Bonus round number two, Kings um, Barnes. Kings Barnes. Not, safe to say, not an old Tom course. No. no. So what are we at? 1850 at Prestwick. Neither was it 1600s at North Berwick. Can you say that? Kings Barnes, there was golf played at Kings Barnes in 18, the 1850s, 1860s. Right. So there is a really cool story. It's a great there. way of actually selling off one of my knowledge points as your own, that Bruce. And that's I think it's one of David Roy's knowledge points. I got it from David Roy and then okay, brilliant. So now I've got Sam is just claiming <laughs> factoids out there. Brilliant. Um, I've got proprietary control on that story. King's Barnes, thoughts. Sick. They're so good, aren't they? Annoyingly, they are so good. Are these kind of commercial places um, like King's Barnes, they just do it so well. Like, you know, the course is insanely good. You can mm. see why it's held in that regard. Yeah. It's got nowhere near the history that you've got at a, a North Berwick or a Cruden Bay or Royal Aberdeen or a Prestwick. Um, a and you're just smiling ear to ear playing it. It's so good. Um, I thought the, the, the... What's quite interesting is the way the course is always compared with Castle Stewart. Yeah. I think obviously the Mark Parson influence, the fact that he was involved in, you know, the development of both places. Stuart McCall um, as well. Stuart McCall, Scotland. It kind of, it sits very much in that sort of market of, you know, very, very premium, not, re- not a member's club, no. very seasonal. Um, and I don't think it's really a case of picking between them, to be honest, but mm. I was genuinely blown away by it. I thought the par three holes at King's Barnes were unbelievable. Mm. And what I think probably may go unnoticed if, if not that I have a trained eye, fuck me, no, not that I do at all, but their rough management was insane. Like you, you could be in the rough, you'd find your ball, but you couldn't really do much with it. And it just carried the golf on. They'd clearly done a lot of work on thinning it, but leaving the fescue there and making sure that it was, I mean, I spend a lot of time in rough, so I know, I know my rough, and I was, uh, <laughs> it was, but it, it was, was long, good yeah, rough. long and wispy, frames the holes nicely, yeah. looks a little intimidating as well. But you're going to find your ball when you go. Yeah, in there. and it, do, but and you can advance it, but you're not going to be able to put a full yeah, swing. You're, on. you're it not going to be hitting green to the forearm. Yeah. from from that sort. It was of stuff. just, yeah. which it it seems like a really like inane thing to mention, but it keeps the speed of the round going, and it detracts. It doesn't detract from the enjoyment by having to spend looking for balls and losing balls and it was um that was one of those little things that you know yeah. it's just, so playable i think that's yeah. the you know was it um so we we, we, met, we met up with the caddy master after he dropped us an email the day sean before. Wiseman, yeah. yeah so sean Jack, in touch sean. and said look you know kind of wouldn't mind just popping by and saying hi to you guys and you know we had a drink with him after and he kind of nailed it really in one sentence he was i think 
in some respects, those courses and clubs have become a, a, a bit of a gradient for change with some of the other Scottish yeah. older ones because he's like, look, we've created something here that's really good. It's a great challenge for the professional player, but it's also very, very playable for the higher handicapper. So now you don't need to have people going over to Muirfield and spending £300 on a round and pretending to enjoy losing golf balls in the rough. They've had to kind of become more playable. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just a highly playable golf course, I would say, Kings Barnes. Stunning. Just delivers on every level. Yeah. Can we have a moment for the rakes? I was literally oh. just going to say that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some real uh, you innovation this, you? on the bunker front. I mean, you wouldn't think there was, there was much scope for innovation, innovation. With, when it comes to bunker rakes, but... <laughs> They've got these rakes where, like... <laughs> I need to spend a bit of time on this. They've got these rakes where it's got a handle, like a normal rake, and it goes down, and then it's it, it's got the same sort of shadow of a normal rake, but where the normal rake teeth would be, it's basically got like a combine harvester roller. Yeah. So you, you kind of, it's wire roller. So you, you just roll it across. There's no effort involved. You just push it, and it rolls, and it flicks the sand up, and everything comes out perfect. It's like it's a just, whisk almost, isn't it? Yeah, ergonomically, it's like a sideways whisk. Ergonomically, yeah. some of the best pieces of course paraphernalia I've ever dealt with. I mean, um, I was certainly hit, the best. You I was intentionally hitting it into bunkers just so I could use them. Yeah. Because yeah. I wasn't a lot of yeah. bunkers. <laughs> no, no, no. It was just, at you, some point, I was like, boy, you should, you've got to rake this. Come on, have a go. <laughs> Favourite <laughs> holes? Oh, King's Barnes. You knock out ones, aren't there? Eight uh, par three was pretty sick. Yeah. Is that because you made birdie? Was yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I was on absolute fire at that point. I think I'd gone double two and then, yeah, I'd gone on an absolute birdie rampage then for the next five holes or so. He made two birdies in five holes. Three, so, yeah. three birdies. <laughs> it's nice to see um, an 18th hole and new course isn't a par five. Yeah. Just ironic, great closing hole. Yeah, Brilliant that's a great closing, closing hole. hole. That one with it. It's got a little burn in front and um that was you know, and that's very intelligent on, that that bridge you know that's kind of you know an ancient bridge they used to kind of use mm. for trade and stuff like that you know the, but i mean it's just a, it's just a really really solid golf course i i wouldn't obviously you've got the uh is it the 15th the par three yeah. mm. which is world renowned that's amazing the 12th the par five along the the water knockout the par threes are all really strong the greens were like, I mean, they were they were cut so fine. It was like sometimes it's hard to stop your ball when you were putting. Like it was just. I thought the what's quite interesting is the contrast with somewhere like the castle. So you look at the castle and you could be you could be within twenty feet of the pin at castle and you've just got you know two putts is a great score. Whereas Kings Barnes, they're big greens, they're contoured, but if you're in the right areas, you've actually got a legitimate birdie chance. Yeah, they're, um, they're tricky, but they're not stupid where, yeah. where the castle is. And I think, yeah, the castle, uh, by comparison, just looks like a really half-baked, poorly executed version, version. of Kings. Yeah. Sh- shout out DMK. No, but I think, yeah. I, don't know, I know that sounds harsh. But <laughs> no, but the greens, you can the, the, hit the whole bag yeah. at, can't you? It's You've got to find the right area yeah. of the greens. Yeah. Well, as you said, I mean, you, you know, you've summed it up perfectly. There's nothing really I can add to what you said about Kings Barnes, Sam, but it... Just a very, very enjoyable place to go and play golf. But in the meantime, do keep your eyes and ears out because we will be dropping films like Fire coming in the next few weeks. Well, today's Um, Monday we're releasing this. So tonight or yesterday, if it's Tuesday onwards, that you're listening to this pod, Cullen. Cullen Links. Wow, that's quirky, yeah. Talking about quirky courses. 
We've, we've got, got Cullen, and then we've Cullen, got Cullen, Bay, an assortment North of the smorgasbord of Prestwick. The others to and come, of yeah. course, all to so. come. So keep your ears peeled. And in the meantime, thank you for listening. And until next time, adios. Watch this.